guys. Welcome back to another episode of Detroit Dark Talk, the current leader in the Democratic primaries. Today in the studio, we have Tim, Tom, and Adam. And in South Carolina, we have Mr. Super Tuesday himself, the one, the only, Eric Shalaman. Eric, that, it's, it's, that, was, that was yesterday. Dude, it's you slept Wednesday. in. <laughs> it's Wednesday. I told you guys that I didn't even realize it was Wednesday. Yeah, no, Adam. Now, you know yeah, firsthand, today. we don't plan this. It just happens. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. I, I, so, uh, yeah, I put it in the we, we are the com- interview preparation channel. I did not know what day it was. We oh, are, yeah. We yeah. are com- the complete opposite end of the spectrum from Foamcast Radio. Oh, yeah. We, we planned out like maybe an hour ago what we were going to do. Even no, then, we didn't. No, know. we knew in advance what our oh, yeah, I mean, topic yeah, was going to be. Yeah, we had to know well be, enough yeah, to get Adam here. stacked on topics right now. We really are. Oh, did you break something? No, I just changed the color. Oh, hmm. okay. So uh, they can't see that it's a podcast, Tim. Guys, how's everyone doing today? Eric, how are you? I'm pretty good. Um, you know, riding that, riding that, uh, the high off of intense Nerf competition. Yeah, it was a good weekend. weekend so. It was a good weekend. We, I, I honestly didn't care how we performed because I just, I had a blast. Uh, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, getting to hang out with Project FTL and Atomic Dart League was uh, really, it, it was quite an experience. Well, guys, we can we can gladly say with confidence that we are two for two for losing in the first round. <laughs> Detroit Dart Talk is the leading loser of uh of any. We have a perfect record. We have a perfect record I'm start of losing. Training in my backyard. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> Eric, we filmed an episode on training. You were supposed to do that already. Oh shoot! So we've we've kind of glossed over something here. So let, let, let's. Uh, put the brakes on for a second in the studio we mentioned that we have adam who is our special guest today oh um, i thought you were gonna say we gloss over my haircut you got a haircut yeah like a week ago oh yeah. I, um, you didn't get them all cut nobody no, nobody can one. see that either yeah. <laughs> one we're talking so, about someone else adam later. adam is a new member to the suburban detroit nerf club um who came onto the scene like an all-star honestly the last person that came onto the scene with as uh, powerful an entrance as adam did was probably you eric no, but. no, Adams was more Adams yeah, was yeah, more impactful. Because yeah. Eric Eric had cool modded blasters. Yeah. Eric, Adams made his own. Eric showed up completely unannounced to our, a park war and came out rocking a fully printed Caliburn and a uh, regulator, fully right? modded out regulator. Yeah, I remember and you showed up and I'm sick. looking at Tim. I'm just like, hey, who uh, who is that guy? Yeah, because like he obviously knew know. what he was doing. It was just like. Who is that guy? And we're just like, we don't really fucking know. I didn't know what I was doing because I decided to spend all that time and effort and money on a regulator. (laughs) Hey, it worked. It worked interesting enough. It worked with new darts. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of regulators. um, But Adam joined our Discord and our Facebook group and he then he started showing us pictures of what he had been working on and he's already got a a Spring Thunder built and he's got a Desert Pigeon built and he's got a... um, Woozy? Or are you working on a woozy? He's got a woozy built. He's got a uh, a grass or no twig snake. Twig snake. Twig snake built. Yeah. He has a full caliburn. Um and then he showed us Oh, the key to Atlantis. He has a key to Atlantis. Oh, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah then he showed us one. this blaster that nobody recognized, and it's his own personal project. And that's our main topic today. So we're gonna get into that in a little bit. Um but we'll go through some of our... Um, we'll go through the steps. Yeah, we'll go through our, our normal category. So let's... Uh, do we want to do recent projects or do we want to do we, recent Is anyone events? working on any? Well, I, I know. You just got your twig snake, so you could talk a little oh, bit about yeah, that. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was supposed to review that like several weeks ago. <laughs> and I know Adam's been hard at work at, at many other blasters in addition to his, his personal project here. So there's... And do I have anything... Yeah, I guess I could talk about what I'm going to work on for John. Oh yeah, yeah. So, ta- uh, tell Twig us Snake. So, for those that don't remember, I ordered a Twig Snake from Frontline Foam. That's a store owned by Derek Sun. Yep, used to be uh, Sun's Guns. Yeah, um, I I had heard some less than remarkable things about his his store, so I was a bit skeptical. But I ordered from him nonetheless. Um, ordered it, got a confirmation email that it had been ordered, and then that was really it. Uh, a few days later, I emailed him, just said, "Hey, can I get an update on my blaster?" Uh, I think probably like three days go by and he's like, oh yeah, like got it. Um, it's being printed. It'll be ready to be sent out like next Friday. And this was like at Wednesday, on Wednesday of a week. So it's going to be here. Like it's going to be sent out the week after. And, um, I guess it would be this, would be this, not this last Friday, but the Friday before was when it was supposed to be sent out and it arrived at my house. So it, it showed up like a week earlier than I thought it was, which is like fantastic. Um, crack it open. Print quality is damn near perfect. Very good print quality. 
flawless, very well put together, very well wired. And then I put a lipo in it. This thing might be my new favorite blaster. This thing is so <laughs> much fun. It is so small, but it's able to plink off zombies like it's nobody's business. Yeah, you let me play with it a little bit at Z13, and I, it is a very fun yeah, blaster. It's fun. Um, the, the dual stage is very nice. The you, dual stage trigger. You wouldn't think that the handle would be very comfortable based on how stubby and small it is, but once you get a magazine in there, it, it really perfect. isn't an issue. Um, and so the entire purpose of this was really to be a sidearm for when I'm carrying like a... In, the, in Z13's case, I was carrying around a shotgun. My boomstick that fires 35 uh, rival rounds all at once. So I can't really like have yeah. another blaster out ready yeah, to use. Because then you've blown your load. Yeah. I've wasted an entire Nerf magazine full of ammo. Um, and Love so, yeah, yeah. So what would happen is I would, you know, like put the shotgun off to the side, whip out the twig snake, and, you know, like fire off a few shots until all the immediate zombies were gone, and then go back to be ready to fire the shotgun, which, by the way, was a lot of fun to use. <laughs> I, th- I think I did get a few tags with it. Yeah. I think I fired it through the through the main doorway and got at least two tags. Nice. Yeah, that was fun. Um, oh, and I, I executed Tyler. Yeah. The, the oh, demon got him, so I had to, uh, <laughs> I had to blow him back. Um, just to, to kind of tag on to your uh, frontline foam experience. So at the same time that Tom was ordering his twig stink, I also um, was given a heads up that he had the um, graphene nanotech uh, 1500 milliamp batteries, which is the recommended battery for the FDL. And I needed two more because Sebastian now has my old 2X, so I wanted to have four batteries total. So we yeah, each have, have two. two yeah. Um, and he had some in stock, so I placed my order. And I had pretty much the exact same ordering experience. Like I got the confirmation yeah. that he had received my order, and then Nothing. I didn't hear anything. And so maybe a week later, I sent a. Um, email asking for an update on the order and then it took a couple days uh for him to respond back so i think that he definitely needs to work on his communication yeah but once the order process gets rolling it seems like it's not a um how, how long did it take like think, two weeks uh that sounds about right yeah mine took about two weeks which for turnaround time for a whole blaster is fantastic also, he's he's relatively priced. He's priced pretty like decent. Yeah, his I prices paid, have been. Yeah, I think I paid one ten for the twig snake, which is very reasonable for that. When you, when you act when you factor in like buying the filament, assembling the parts, putting well, everything together, so print time. Here, here is where it becomes a huge thing. Because yeah. Adam, you have done a pigeon and a twig snake now. How much pigeon, don't pigeons suck to build? How much elbow grease and personal labor did you have to put in those to get them to function decently Adam was scared so uh the the dessert pigeon um was a veritable nightmare to get to function correctly yeah i did not have that yeah. level of commitment to the pigeon it's sitting in pieces in a shoebox in my basement yeah it was like sand, sanding rails and just sliding things back and forth to make sure everything was moving i, I printed all three carrier mechanisms for uh, there's like a lever actuated one. There's like the quote unquote, um, like the blowback one that has like this delicate, tiny little latch. And then there's the geared one. And I settled on the geared one. And that one seems to function really well after all the silicone grease and like probably eight hours, five to eight hours of just fitment. Like it was just kind of gnarly. You burned yeah. out a, a motor burned out, right? Is uh, that what we think that, happened? All right. So. I, I did lend uh, the pigeon out to somebody, uh, and I think it's somewhat of a uh, function of uh, the extremely tight crush that these uh, FTW blasters have. Uh, so I run the pigeon and I run the twig, both on 3S. Um, and so if you get a dart stuck in there, it doesn't have enough torque to just pull it all the way through if it's mm. if it's just the head on, on like the larger orange long tipped long rubber tipped waffles now so you're running it on 3s what motors uh so the pigeon's running on valkyries uh and that gets i want to say about 80 fps or so uh on 4s it gets about 100 110 uh but the, the recommended motor for uh, uh flywheel the world applications is probably the honey badger yeah right? that's what is, i had my pitch is 80 fps on par like is that what it should be getting I think so. Yes. Really? Uh, I because Valkyries are beefy motors. Well, you got to remember you're overvolting it. That's true. Yeah. And Flywheel the World is all about how much revolutions per minute you can get out of those okay. wheels, which is why the Honey Badger is the recommended one because they have a really high RPM rate. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the uh, I 
I think the Valkyrie 3S is like 37,000 RPMs or 35,000 RPMs or something at recommended voltage. And the Honey Badger, I think, is like 43K at 2S. So if you overvolt the Honey Badger, you're going to be north of 50. So that's how I was getting. So on, on my twig, I was getting probably 105 average, okay. maybe 110 high. Um, but so that that one, I also lent out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, I thought it, the twig broke before that. Um, no, because the, uh, the latch snapped like first. Yeah. Yeah. CDM. So the latch snapped cause I tried to shove it in a drop leg and then it like fell out while I was running somewhere. Yeah. That which was, is, that was, uh, I got in your face, but not nothing like, yeah. Function. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. You look like an idiot. Good job. Yeah. No, <laughs> big old That's dummy. What yeah. Uh, yeah. So then I, I lent it out and then, uh, the guy I met, uh, his name is Charles. Charlie. Charles. He's gonna listen to this. He's gonna kill me. Droded. Uh, Droded. Yes, Eldos? Charles. It's Charles. Droded. Okay. To be completely fair, I didn't know what Droded's real name was. No. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Let's call him Droded. If I don't know your name and I call you by uh, your Discord name, tell me your name. I literally don't remember. Yeah, we initially bonded over uh, Spring Thunders because he was the only yeah. other person there with a Spring Thunder. So we were Thunder Buddies. Uh, so I lent him. <laughs> I lent Thunder him the, Buddies. <laughs> I lent him the Twig Snake during like a. Uh, the wingman rounds or whatever and uh, yeah, he went to pull a trigger and all the magic smoke came out <laughs> and um yeah it just smelled like nasty about twelve dollars worth of ozone or like you burned a clutch <laughs> um yeah anyways uh bring it back found the dart stuck in there and then uh pulled it out and it still works so you just That's have good. to you just have to let it rev just a split second yeah, i think I- I uh, I built a raven and didn't realize that with a Morpheus cage, you had to glue in the guide. So the uh, first time I went to shoot it, it pushed the guide into the flywheels. Oh. <clears throat> so I have a motor that still works, but smells a little crispy every time you rev it. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. So that, that one's sitting in a box as a spare because I replaced it. But So so you've done a pigeon. All right, so l- let's back up a little bit here because... I think this kind of plays into all these projects we've been listing off that you've built recently. Okay. What is your, how did you get into the Nerf hobby? Oh, this this question. Listen to so many episodes where this question's been a question. Uh, well, like every kid's so you've had prepared an elaborate. You so you oh, prepared yeah. an elaborate answer. So it started as a fetus. Here, uh, ru- rustle uh, your papers <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Rustle your papers for the mic. I'm gonna rustle my plastic. My my printed. None of us have papers. None. Of, yeah, that's that's a script. We make all this up. I, I printed it. It's uh, high temperature. Detroit period. isn't yeah. real. Uh. <laughs> We're not even in Detroit's sake. Um. Yeah. Every kid had Nerf blasters, and then I relapsed in college with HVD stuff for about a year or two. So where did you play? Uh, University of South Florida. Okay. So I am a Florida man. Uh, bath, bath salts and all. Um. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So. It Gotta kinda, go a little further into the swap for that. I think I we all right. So we I brought slick deals occasionally around Black Friday, and Coles had I think uh, their rival Harrah's a weird derpy pistol thing with the stock. Yes. And um, no, no. Uh, was it is the Hera? It, no, it's the um. Yeah, I think. Uh, right? Helio. Well, they had Raven. Yeah. No, the Raven Fire. No, it's um. Uh, Pistol thing with a stock. Yeah. No, it it's it, no, it's the rifle oh, with the folding fire stock. Or no, 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 no. Uh, this is um rival Phantom Core Hera. This guy, that guy. Oh, yeah, okay. that actually oh, oh, oh. that derpy abomination. Okay, yes, yeah. Okay, here's not what I was thinking. You were talking. There's like a Cole's special edition. I'm like trying to. I, I was, my my job is horrifically boring. It's uh, analysis. Um, oh, same. Yeah, yeah. It's what's it's, up? Oh, oh, it's it's the worst. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Anyways, in case any of my coworkers listen to this, um, yeah. So I I got I bought these things for the magazines. I went to go ring them up, and they were three dollars and fifty cents. So I bought every single one that Coles had, and oh, nice, we had nice. panic Christmas presents. Uh, so if you know, like, we forgot Christmas presents for White Elephant, we'd wrap up another hair. I had like seven or eight of them. Oh, dude, that's a great that's a great yeah. gift. Yeah, that's and incredible. yeah. So we went wait, to wait, wait. So you bought seven or eight Harrows? Yeah, 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 yeah. Gave away like six. Okay, so I feel like so. How many Harrows do you have? All of them that they had, and uh, they were like ninety three percent off or something. Okay, that's yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, anyways, started messing around with those, um, and then I'm like, I'm gonna buy these for the ammunition because the rival ammo is not like yeah, it's not super cheap, spectacularly cheap, and I'm no. like. Sometimes it'll go on sale and it's reasonably priced. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's true. I remember like the uh, black and yellow ammo went on sale for like eight bucks a pack. 
Oh, it's not bad. Yeah. So I, I picked a few of those up before BG. Um, yeah, long, long story short, uh, I, I was basically... Uh, just flexing my mental wiener because it was atrophying at work. Yeah, and, I know the uh, feeling there. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, oh, I've got some old, I got an old racing quad that's junk. I'm going to pull the brushless motors out and, like, write some really crappy code on an Arduino and, like, make a rival blaster that's – I saw the Jupiter, and I'm like, I can make something that's maybe slightly smarter. And then I did, and it, it functioned worse. And but it was a proof of concept. Like it, there's 80-20 extrusions and stuff on, it, and it was it was gnarly. Um, and then I relapsed into seeing what I was just doing research, and I found this whole world of really obscure 3D printed Nerf blasters. And there are so many good designs out there, but I determined that the issue is is really like uh, its distribution, right? Yeah. Um, it's like Somebody will crank out a whole bunch of different designs, but you can't really buy them. You have to print them or track down the parts or make them, and there's no real parts support and stuff like that. Yeah, and the the sourced parts seems to always be the issue for hobby-produced blasters. Like, you know, that's where FDL ran into the funk because they kept having to basically redesign all of their hard work every time motors got discontinued or ESCs got discontinued and that in the in the drone hobby that is a common thing they'll do a batch or two of a particular design and then they'll move on to something else because a lot of and I, Jesse educated me on this recently so apparently most motors are like endorsed by a particular professional racer so they will do a couple batches and it'll be, you know, I, I don't know any professional drone, you know, but it'll be the Dale Earnhardt motor or it's Kevin. <laughs> it's Kevin's. Yeah, you get the idea. So yep. they'll, they'll do a couple batches of those and then they'll move on to something else and they'll change the specs a little bit. And so by the nature of the hobby, motors are never going to be commonly uh, or, or not commonly, but they're never going to be available for, for a sustainable period of, period of time, which is interesting because in our hobby motors are around forever. Right. Like, uh, how long have, like, Honey Badger's been around? Well, and so the thing you got to remember about that is that is the the person who is designing them to um, their specs. They're going to a factory and saying, I want a batch of motors to this spec. And they're using yeah. the same specs time after time. In the drone hobby, they're going to that fa- factory and saying, okay, these are the specs I want to use for, you used for this batch. And then six months later they're giving them a new sets set of specs so basically that's how fdl um you know fell into the um the situation they were in is because they continuously had to keep and it got to be too much so uh, i won't go too far down we won't the, go into that rabbit hole. Hole. yeah today at least. today yeah soon um, tomorrow so and this is something I was... Eh, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let you continue your story. Sorry. Tangent. Uh, Sorry. Oh, Welcome man, back I, to Detroit I, Dark Talk. So I, you were at... Flo- oh, so you were flexing your, your mental capacity at work. He said wiener. Yeah. I like yeah. the original phrase. It was yeah. a good phrase. You're flexing your mental wiener at work. Yes. Uh, my mind wiener. And uh, just, you mind know, I, I'd think of an idea and I'd jot it down on a post-it and I'd slap it in my book of all things. Oh, I do that too. Um, yeah, and then I'd probably lose it or something but yeah um yeah i was doing that and then i'm just like uh i determined that like really good like select fire and dart feeding and stuff i made a bunch of like rival prototype stuff and i was using a small motor to roll the balls into the flywheels and it was just like i i thought about using an optical sensor like paintball uses like an eye or a vision system to detect uh, around to do bursts and stuff and i'm just like you know what i i like the aerodynamics of darts uh but I will have, I will do Rival again because I think there are significant aerodynamic tricks that the round golf ball form factor utilizes. Like, I have this grand, ridiculous idea uh, that you can buy a, a Rival whatever blaster. Anyways, I've got the designs for an adjustable hop up unit uh, that's direction controlled. Uh, so, similar to a Tipman Apex barrel from the paintball world. So if you see somebody behind a bunker and you want to make the ball dive, you flip it 180 and you crank the hop up, up, or hop down, down, hop up, down. Um, left, right, left, oh, right. Yay, Konami code it. Uh, rest <laughs> in peace. Um, 
anyways, yeah. So th- I think there are lots of cool things that that can be done as far as that. But uh, I went to darts because I'm just like it's easier. The it's more readily available. Yeah, they fly better, like ballistic coefficient and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to slap a magazine of you know 15 darts in your blaster and you know let it rip. Or 17. Or 17. Or 18. Or two. Or two. Or one. Yeah. You have a or none. Or yeah. you just put your finger in it and see what happens. A one, a one mag. <laughs> one round mag. I'm going to make one of those. Wait. I, a never finger mind, blaster? That won't, that won't work. You're going to make a there, finger There blaster? is a um, a single round chamber for the Calibern. So you, you can top a bolt, load it. Like a bolt action yes. type of thing. Oh, I kind of like that. Yeah. Anyways. Cool. Um, and the reason I asked you about that whole thing was because, like, you came in... you. You know, you joined the club, you came into the scene, and, like, everything you were talking about was all printed blasters, which is, like... Not what people start out talking yeah, that's, about. Yeah, that's, like, the apex of, of somebody... Well, not everybody's, that, but... That's, like, what we talk about because we're bored with normal blasters. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's, like, in D&D, you, you get to the high-level fighter, and then you prestige class off into one or another. You know, most people either get really hardcore into integrations, or they get really hardcore into... 3d printed blasters at you know in their yeah their high level career and you came into it sporting a spring thunder a caliburn a pigeon a um a twig snake and it was like wow look, who is this guy and he's he's designing his own blaster so but, but never having actually used them in combat <laughs> yeah yeah so it's, I, it's like someone who's got a really high level character but he's just like okay what does this do yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Seriously, no. Uh, like not, not like in a bad way, but in just a very interesting way. Because you came in with a very like open perspective. Yeah, and and I understand. To be honest, uh, this was my first uh, HVZ this past Saturday, and maybe ten years or something. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was an absolute blast. It was a riot. I just told my yeah. friends like, ah, I'm gonna go shoot darks with a bunch of dorks in downtown Detroit <laughs> in a warehouse, and uh, I'm gonna play test my blaster and. Uh, uh, didn't play test my blaster because I was too busy doing all the things with it. Um, yeah. But I brought like my duffel bag full of slightly weird boutique blasters that not everybody has. When you, people got strifes and rapid strikes and everything, everything else under the sun. Um, See, but you no you ran into a very common issue at Z13 is people bring too much stuff. They're just like, oh, I want to yeah. try out all yeah. of this. Yeah. And then you end up using one thing. Time. That's why I like I only brought my Twig Snake because I only wanted to use my Twig Snake. Yeah. And the shotgun, which I, was so much fun. I primarily use my FDL. I will occasionally switch off. You know, like last time I ran my uh, Raven with the uh, the Master Key rough cut one match. You know, and I, I ran my uh, my Gear Up Rotalicon one match this past time. But oh yeah, I usually because also because I'm schlepping so much of the prop equipment and whatnot. I just you know I bring the same loadout all the time. Um, I think the Chaos is still the best blaster. <laughs> you totally. are you still trying to make it work? Nah, man, I made it work. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, I forgot I mean, about You guys that. just had to help me reload the, the 40 round magazines off the floor a couple times, you know, but. Eric, I'd like to point out my shotgun takes less ammo than a Chaos. <laughs> my 35 round shotgun takes less ammo than a Chaos does. Yeah, out of the, uh, the Chaos mag, um, it's really hard to load because any like wrong bump and uh, you'll release all the ammo out into the air and the floor. Oh no. And I did that like seconds before we were going to go and start a round. So like everybody was kind and helped me like reload, like grab all the balls that had gone everywhere. It's just, it's a thing. Yeah. Grab, grab it like that. Yeah. It's tight. still fun though. Yeah. 3d printed stock points do tend to be pretty solid. Yeah. So, Adam, have you given any thought to going to, like, BG in the spring? Uh, Yeah, I keep hearing somebody talk about it. Mainly, it's me. Mainly Tom. It's me. I'm yeah, going. I'm Actually, no, I'll take that back. I'm probably going. I, uh, You know, after, after Z13, I want to go shoot all the zombies well, so everywhere. Z13 is a very different gameplay mechanic well, than, like, an invite. Yeah, but he's done invitationals yeah, before. Yeah. He played down in Florida. Well, I mean, I played on campus in Florida while I was taking classes. Were they were they that like actual like, like the, uh, organized HVZ or? It was like kind of in its infancy. I feel like uh, I don't know how old it is, but like when I first heard of it, it was like I was in college, like a human versus zombies, and wear a bandana, and you know they can shoot you on the way. How to class old is HVZ? Fifteen, um, maybe fifteen years old. Can it legally drink? No, I don't think it can drink. I can look it up though. Yeah. While you guys are talking. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, uh, I heard it when I, when I listened to the Godfall episode, I was just like green with envy. Wasn't that a freaking, Oh, Godfall awesome sounds amazing. Story. With the pyro. And yeah. like, it's like what it was like a 24 hours straight, right? Or I can't, 12 hours straight. it was like two days, right? Like, I can't believe it was illegal. Yeah, it's my it thing. It's like, it sounds sketchy. super illegal. Yeah. They do that that kind of crap in airsoft from time to time. Yeah, it it's seems true. Like, but that was unique in the world of uh, Nerf. It didn't yeah. even really seem like Nerf. No. 2005. 2005. Okay, so oh. it's like it's The game 15. was created in the fall of 2005 at Goucher. Like, oh, okay. Okay. Do they still have a game at Goucher? Yeah, so, but Goucher runs what I have heard referred to as vanilla. They don't do any specials. Oh, it's it has all, to be like a stock blaster, doesn't uh, it? I don't, I don't think they do stock, but it just like... All of the rule sets are very vanilla. Oh, okay. So, um, I recommend I recommend going to BG. It's it's relatively close. BG's like yeah. what an hour fifteen. Yeah, it depends um, on yeah. yeah. It's it's, it's like, not it's like a two bad hours drive for me, but um, you can usually find a decent priced hotel room. First okay. time we went, we crashed we uh crashed on someone's floor. Or now we just, just rent a hotel room. Or it's, you can just drive back that night. Yeah, uh, and it's uh when April, uh April twelfth. I'd have to look. I'm not yeah, sure. I'd have, it's it's like third week of April. I want to say third, eighteenth. That's that sounds right. Yeah, but it's it's not that far off. Yeah, yeah that's that's awesome. Actually, maybe I'll actually. And their campus is pretty well suited for HVZ. Have a blaster is ready by then. That? If not, like you can always bump one off of one of us. We have plenty. <laughs> we have too many. Um. All right. So, uh, Eric, you got any recent projects? Oh yeah, we didn't uh, even talk no. about anything. <laughs> no. All right. I, I mean, no, no. I'm going to be doing a strife for uh, for John. Um, you know, he, he's our uh, IMR king, I guess, in the club. He still runs IMRs. Um, John's just a baby. Yeah. but uh, he, does, he doesn't want lipos. No, John's baby. So I know you can run rhinos on IMRs, so I'm going to rewire um, his end war strife up with some rhinos. Could you not get the man a set of, you know, bearing motors? Valkyries or something at a minimum. I don't know. Rhino? I don't know that Valkyries can handle. I... It just takes a lot more batteries. <laughs> yeah. You can you can make a three S voltage <laughs> off of enough batteries. It's, it's not the voltage; it's the draw. Well, just more batteries, Tim. Yeah. yeah I mean, oh, you think they'll draw too much? Duh. He's gonna have a whole battery shack on his back. He's gonna have a proton pack, but of double A batteries. <laughs> He could have a battery stock that's I, just I, full of batteries. It's just made I, of batteries. I, I, I legit have considered just wiring the thing for LiPo and then just handing him his blaster back with a charger and a LiPo. <laughs> I mean, as long as it has the the beepy Whoopsies. guy and he doesn't over-discharge it and doesn't go puffy. Oh, Valkyries aren't bearing motors. My bad. Never mind. God, Aaron. They're 3S, they're 3S anyways. Yeah. Fang revamps. They're all sold out, though. Really? I, ha- I have a set of fangs. Maybe not everywhere, but... Got a set of worker motors if you want them. I don't know what they are. <laughs> Nobody knows what they are. No, there's no. no markings on them at all. All right, so... 2S, 3S, all the S? Let's, uh... We're we're already a half... Yeah, about a half hour into the episode, so... Uh-oh. um, I think Uh-oh. we had uh, Z13 this past Saturday, um, which was, I think... Overall, a really good one. We had a couple of small injuries. Both of them are sitting on the opposite side of the it's table from me. I, got, I dislocated five my batteries. new voice. All you need are five IMRs in there, and you're in business with bang revamps. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. Continue. I dislocated my knee twice. No. Twice? Fun. Twice. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. And then. Uh, Cheesy Pete's. And then Adam um, apparently was sad that Eric was not here, so he reenacted Eric's maiming of oh, yeah. the little child on yeah. his arm. Oh. oh how, yes. how is that looking, by the yeah, way? How, how is your uh, arm? It's, it's it, fine. It's pussing out and stuff. So oh, it, it looked It looked a lot worse the next oh, day. It, so was it mostly popped blood vessels, or was it like all ski, like oh, scratched? Oh, it was like yeah. uh, barrel rash. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like road, it wasn't like, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? It wasn't like scraped up. It was like popped blood vessels. Uh no, it was it was scraped. Oh, it was. Uh, I don't know how he even did that. Uh, we, That's impressive. Yeah, so it's just like we we ran down the choke point. That's not a. Tim, choke did you point, break it? And uh, it's fine. Did you break it? He did break it. Tim, this is why we oh, can't have other no, people's well, things. No, I think it screws me. Okay. I just look over there in the stocks and two pieces, three yeah. pieces technically. I do this on occasion. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. What do you mean on occasion? Every episode you're tinkering. I have no, nothing like I can s- use it on right now. 
until until the blaster is done. Um, yeah, yeah. So we just ran down the hallway, and it was like full sprint. And then, but by the time we got to the door that was to the other warehouse, uh, a nice nice guy named Jack popped out around the end, and I think he had a strife with a worker plastic barrel on it, and uh, he was also running. Uh, so we collided, and uh, yeah, I, d- I didn't realize I was bleeding until he pointed out, and then I'm like, oh. And at that point, I think uh, Tom had just gotten... Uh, I think I just relocated my knee. I thought you got... That was a point where you got brutally shoved into the weights. Oh, was that around the same time? Yeah, it was. I want to say, yeah, because oh. there was that whole talk in the hallway, Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, the hallway that's not a Yeah, because you caught my attention to, to use my Cody bag. Right uh, yeah, uh, after. I, want, I didn't want to break the flow of the speech and the subtle reprimanding. Um, yeah. <laughs> So it's it's all good. I didn't think I was gonna get injured my first Z13, but oh, always expect to get injured at Z13. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> so have we ever had one where no one gets injured? I feel like every time someone gets injured in some capacity. Well, there's usually no injuries when Cody doesn't come. Oh, that's true. Oh yeah, Cody's usually not here. Cody, Cody, where are you? Cody, we miss you, Cody. Cody. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised Cody didn't come to this. Yeah, last there's one. so like, many Ohioans. I know. Oh, oh Ohioans. So last Mohican. Right. Yeah, so uh, our last game type of the night was our new game, and this was the wingman variant that I um, was getting ideas for listening to Eric talk about his wingman game, um, and I think it went over pretty darn well. Uh, from what I could tell, it was nice, except when no one would let me troll murder them. <laughs> so Eric, what does that I, even mean? Uh, so I was the troll under the bridge. Since I was immobile, I was just sitting at the table. Um, I told people that if they came over and answered a riddle for me, if they got it right, I would give them another blaster to use so they'd have like 20 shots. If they got it wrong, I got to kill them. And nobody oh. tried? Uh, no, Jesse tried and I killed her. <laughs> it was a good well, riddle. Wasn't that cool? It was a good riddle. You killed Bunny? I did. I did. Actually, no, I tried to, but the uh, dessert pigeon jammed. Yeah, I think... So I tried to murder someone. Yeah, one of those Valkyries is dead. Yeah, so probably. That was the other casualty of... Uh, but both my FTW blasters had issues. But no, it was a fun one. There you go. Ten out of ten. Would recommend. All right. Well, shall we get into our main topic then? As we've, as the sure. entire studio is playing Pokemon Go. We've literally basically talked about the main topic. Well, without uh, we haven't. We've we, danced around. Yeah, it. we've danced around it quite a bit. So ah, I, ah. Tim's breaking things. Well, this is why is. this is why we can't give Tim what things. What are you doing? I, he broke a stock. I, I will fix it. Uh, I, I didn't design the stock, so that's good. It's a, it's a worker stock. So, um, Is this, it not worker and out for you? Self-designed blaster <laughs> that you have designed. Um, it's called the Bliss. Is that right? Uh, yeah, so that was like kind that of name the name. So the actual name is a B. So this particular model is BL1SS. Uh, so, I thought it was uh, a, wasn't there two in there? Uh, BL1. That is BLS two. No, no, no. So that would be. The, You're getting ahead of him. Yeah, okay. Two, Let him two talk. State. Yeah. So there's a whole ridiculous naming convention thing, and it only technically works for this blaster and the future pistol development. Uh, but yeah, so brushless single stage. So that's where the one comes from, and then short dart, short, um, short rail. I guess you could call it. Uh, so it it spells B L one S S, and it just kind of has a nice ring to it. Um, and it'll it'll be fun to use uh, whenever it's uh, whenever it's finished. Uh, the pre production development and prototypes have been pretty p- fun to shoot. Like I I, sh- I shoot it at my cats, uh, so it will it will shoot that slowly that I can sail uh, pleasant little rainbows across the living room. Pleasant uh, and little not, rainbows. Yeah, and not. leave my cats with welts um and it also with the crappy 38 millimeter uh flywheels i had originally designed on 3s it it gets like 165 nice so um now all right so let's describe this a little bit better for our for our listeners so it is a short dart talon mag fed uh brushless flywheel blaster uh, that has a touchscreen. What what kind of OS is yeah, it? So Arduino. I, or? I will. Um, I, I guess I'll just um, uh, talk about the the goal. My goals with the blaster, real yeah. quick. Uh, it's a Nextian display. It's a two point four inch uh, Nextian display, which is a a cheap Chinese uh, HMI uh, display. So it's not 
just an LCD screen. Uh, it's an HMI solution, which means it has a microcontroller in it. So all the calculations and processing and stuff is done on board. And then it communicates via serial through the SPI bus to uh, another microcontroller, like an Arduino. Um, so it gets all the inputs uh, from the touch screen. And there's like a complicated and slightly broken library uh, that you can use. Uh, or if you're like a legitimate wizard, you can just take raw serial commands and signals and translate that into inputs at the Arduino. So if you want to change rate of fire or something, there's like a slider. And then it, like when you release your finger or move the slider, depending on how you have it set up, uh, it'll send uh, a serial message uh, to Arduino. Uh, and then that will in change, uh, in turn, change the fire rate in the Arduino. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, right now there's it's it's two way. So the Arduino can send information to the next TN. Like if you say if you pull the trigger and you shoot a dart and you have 16 rounds configured in the HMI and the Arduino, then it will increment that 16 to a 15 on the screen that you can see. Um, so the idea of the blaster was I wanted to create something that was as compact as I possibly could make it with like a somewhat conventional form factor. So it's a, use a 35 millimeter solenoid, um, from China, like a 12 volt solenoid. You can get them on AliExpress for like 12 and a half bucks. Uh, hopefully no coronavirus. Mm. Um, and Talon mags, because I had read a lot of stuff about Talon versus Katana and like, Talon is the way to go, uh, plus the Kathanas and the Thanos mag, the, um, yeah, the Than mags, yeah. um, which are pretty, pretty well received too. So I figured it would just, just be Talon, um, and solenoid, Talon mags, brushless, touchscreen. Uh, so I kind of settled on the touchscreen. I originally had an OLED display, um, and I'm like, oh, I worked with OLED displays with Arduino a little bit before. But if you want a button, there's like a button and a resistor, like a pull-down resistor, uh, if there's no pull-up on your chip. Uh, and it's just like if you get multiple buttons, there's multiple wires. And with the touchscreen, it's like a power, a ground, and one wire. Uh, and that can be your entire control system for the microcontroller. Uh, it's really nice. Um Two wires if you want to go two-way communication, a transmit and receive. So um, I try to make it simple. I try to make it compact. Uh, people like touchscreens these days, so I figured that was kind of a novel concept, and I would chase a rabbit hole. Yeah, and I, I think there's only one other person in the hobby that's doing touchscreen right now, and that's Ultrasonic. Yeah, so I had heard about Ultrasonic's project. Just, I don't know, I, I used to go on work trips last year, and I think I listened to I think it was a Foamcast radio podcast where somebody was talking about a touchscreen blaster. Uh, but that's kind of, maybe that planted the seed of what needed to happen in my head. Uh, but I forgot about it, and I kind of ended up with uh, the Nextian display. Because the other option of that is a, is a display from a company called 4D Systems, uh, which are fantastic displays. They're just about 45 to 50 bucks for a 2.4-inch screen. Ah, now, what, what um, are these? Uh, sorry, what are these uh, Nextians? Oh, yes, yeah, so the Nextians are like, it's like twelve to fourteen dollars. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Wow. It's really cheap, um, and you can get them on Amazon for like twenty. So they have enhanced versions uh, that have their own inputs and outputs. Uh, you can write to EEPROM in the enhanced versions and stuff. They've got a battery, uh, like a little coin cell for the memory and stuff. All right. Now, um, let me back up to something we right. talked about yeah. a little bit earlier. How sustainable is this? Um, Hardware. Are, are, are you going to have to completely redesign the blaster a year down the road? So I am not sure how sustainable. Uh, so originally, like I said, it kind of started out as a project to, you know, flex a little mental weenie um, and make something that was stimulating and something that I felt like people would enjoy. Um, so I, I honestly am not sure. I know the Nexian displays have been out for a number of years, maybe three, maybe four years uh, at this point. Okay. Uh, their Nextian is the rebrand, technically. I want to say the company behind it, J. 
JTJC or something uh, in China, and uh, they were actually making their own displays, non-Nextian branded, uh, because the software that Nextian uses to configure the displays is somewhat limited. Um, and Nextian got super mad that they were like selling displays on the side. So uh, I don't think that there will be that we're going to be in danger of a 2.4 inch HMI display going out of style uh but if it does then i guess i'll just have to find a different solution um gotcha now what about motors what kind of motors are you using uh so those motors in there are uh i i it was almost a mistake but it in the end it worked out correctly i i made a post on the making stuff awesome facebook page because i got a tip from i think uh, fetterwurst on the discord who is a nice german guy that makes some really awesome flywheels uh and he's like you should go ask the making stuff awesome people uh and he i posted in the discord and he's like that kind of looks a lot like ultrasonics blaster and I'm like, i go and i check i'm like ah oh, poop it's kind of already it's, it's kind of already a thing so anyway i posted about asking uh oh why my motors need to spin down and stuff and i was using simon km now i'm bl32 and it doesn't do it and it was like maybe 20 or 30 comments of really long comments talking about the subject um Long story short, uh, settled on budget motors for now, which are the Racer Star 2205s. Um, th- they're nasty cheap. They're like $10 or less each. Uh, I do have a set of the quote-unquote gold standard 2205 brushless motor, which is uh, the Brother Hobby ones. Uh, they're like all rainbow colored and stuff. So I do have those at home. Uh, but I've got two sets of these Racer Star motors, uh, and I plan to see what kind of performance I can get out of those first. Uh but as a result, the third version I had to make was a little bit, a little bit wider, um, due due to packaging issues. Uh, and yeah, so he he has two of his. So the the black and gold one is your version three. Uh, ver- version two. Version yeah. two, and then the blue and white one is the version three. Yes. So the version three is a little bit taller, a little bit thicker, wider, and a little bit longer. Um, only by what? What did you say? A couple of centimeters. Um. So it's so my original design is forty five millimeters wide, and it's not that tall. Uh, they'll probably be an Instagram picture or something. Yeah, well, and the new one is the new one is fifty millimeters wide uh, for packaging uh, the motors and stuff. It's it's pretty tight uh, in the old one to try and get the ESCs and stuff shoved in the. Yeah, and and you could definitely see you know the the through the venting that he has and the the. What do they call this key lock? Master key. M lock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can see the, the ESCs inside there. Um, but I tell you what, I, and it doesn't sound like a whole lot, but the smaller package, and I, I've, I told him this earlier off air, but it, it, as I drop my mag, holding the two of them side by side, I hope you can find a way to get it back down to to this form factor the black and gold one the the five millimeters makes a huge difference it It doesn't sound like it um but i changed some of the angles and stuff but it it really legitimately makes i mean the other one is bigger and better in basically every way but in terms of form factor yeah uh, and that's what it is i I love the form factor of the older one or of the uh the black and gold one um and if it has to be the you know the the larger form factor to get everything that you want in there. I guess that is what it is, but it, it's a difference of the version two feels like a um, an a all secondary. around one. Yeah, yeah. You, it's small enough to be a secondary, but you throw a a stock and a uh, maybe a longer barrel on it, and it could easily be a primary. Your version three just feels like a primary. Right. Yeah, and so it got taller because uh, at the behest of uh, the MSA guys, which have been doing this for longer than I have. Uh, and put a lot more time and money into their developments. Uh, 4S, I'm going to say it right now, 4S is the gold standard for brushless solenoid performance. Uh, it's unfortunate because 4S batteries are giant. Um, yeah, and that, so that's another thing is the Nerf hobby seems to be mostly 2S and 3S. Y- yeah, and if you go to a, like a drone store and try and find a 3S battery that packages, you, you basically won't find one. I, um, I know, I've tried. Yeah. So, and the one, the one 4S battery I have is, was the only one that Excel drones had, uh, that was not 4,000 milliamps. Yeah. And, and that's it right there, right on the table. Oh, uh, no, this is a, this is a giant three. The 4S is actually oh. in the V3. So that, that's basically full weight minus okay. motors. Um, but yeah, no. So 
Uh, so the issue, and I'll, I'll tell the, the listeners why, is that um, so these brushless motors can sometimes peak 30, 35 amps draw per motor. Uh, so on the, on the system, you've got uh, maybe, maybe 60 to 70 amps of draw on your 3S. There's always an associated voltage drop uh, with that sort of amperage. Uh, plus the solenoid's going to draw 8 to 12 amps. Um, so you're looking at a combined... Uh, current draw at maybe 80, 80 to 90, 90, I would say probably 80 amps tops realistically. Yeah. And to, to translate that into C, I mean, you need like a 1500 milliamp 60 C battery. Uh, like also thought minimum. about it a lot with these high powered motors we have nowadays. There's like a certain amount of torque to just shred a nerf dart. Yeah. And I think that's way below the peak torque for these motors. So unless you're stuffing FPGAs in there installing it, you're never going to hit the max current draw. So I thought about that, uh, and I think it depends uh, partly on how quickly it um, it it revs up. Because uh, uh, I know a lot re- reflash the ESE firmwares to like uh, really, really try and um, get the response delay as short as possible from like when you pull a trigger to when the dart shoots out the barrel right because you want you want that instantaneous performance and on one trigger blasters uh like the fdl uh and like anything that doesn't have a rev trigger right there's always like a i don't want to say i guess it, it is really legitimately a very small disconnect in terms of um yeah it's a lag yeah yeah and it's crazy how much people notice like 30 to 50 milliseconds oh yeah yeah i mean just tweaking my fdl i you know when i've got it set for a snappier fire it's noticeable but you know when you really time it 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 isn't shooting that much slower when you turn it down yeah so what were those stats you threw out there for what it would need um yeah so it'll probably need uh especially for solenoid i would i would suggest at least 60c um 65c probably do it okay because what the fdl uses is uh 1500 milliamps uh 70 burst oh yeah that's that's perfect um so the the issue how i came to that is that i had a bunch of like on my really old racing drone there were like 1500 1300 and 1500 milliamp batteries with like 30 c ratings uh so at full chooch um like full bore 3s brushless performance the solenoids were the the solenoid was short stroking uh, so oh, it, yeah, the voltage okay. drop was so much, uh, or it maybe it didn't have, uh, available current overhead that, uh, the solenoid was half stroking. And, uh, I actually spoke to Jesse about his preferences on motor pushers versus solenoids on, uh, it makes a lot of sense from a design standpoint. He prefers, he's not a huge, huge fan of solenoids because they're so, they're so short stroked. Uh, so this, um, this China solenoid is like 35 millimeter stroke, right? Uh, a katana mag or a talon mag is maybe 40 millimeters uh, in length. Uh, plus, g- give or take some tolerances, like how how close can you have the flywheels to the magazine uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, it's it's really really close to in terms of not being able to push the dart far enough. Um, so you have to have some pretty clever integration, and I and I. I forget what he said. I think it was, I think his Scotch Oak is 42 millimeters travel uh, or maybe 45 millimeters travel on the FDL. Uh, so it's got plenty, it's got plenty of room to be able to push the dart uh, to home and get it to where it needs to be right. in the flywheels. Um, so that that was part of the issues. Like I was short stroking the solenoid and it just wasn't like firing darts. And I'm like, why, why is it not doing this? Uh, you know, th- hmm. that's the reason you switch to 4S, you switch to high discharge and it's good to go. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know where else to go. Um, this thing, so are you looking you want to talk about next steps, right? Yeah. So, I mean, so this is your version three. Does right. it, does this have everything in it that you want it to once you get your, your so I, I finished printing it out and b- barely finished printing it out. And I already had a post that there's like 10 or 12 things that I wanted to change on it. It's like, ah, uh, maybe I can make it a little bit slimmer. Maybe I can move the stock point up a little bit. Uh, the trigger guard is a somewhat stressed member, so it needs to be thicker. There's a lot of little tweaks. So there will be a version probably 3.5 or so. Uh, but this version 3 that I have in front of me or we have in front of us uh, is is good enough to 
get all of the firmware and the new HMI interface working. Uh, and mainly it's integrated to test the new circuit boards. I got PCBs made from JLC PCB. Um, and they're pretty simple. It's just got some pull-up resistors on it. Uh, there's the, it's, it's basically an Arduino Nano. Uh, and there's implements for uh, like magazine, uh, magazine detection, uh, obviously trigger and solenoid and stuff. Uh, there's going to be configurable LEDs uh, output. There is uh, obviously for the ESEs uh, and an auxiliary switch uh, that should be configurable for a rev trigger or uh, preset mode switching. Um, so it just, it's like, oh, it doesn't have a rev trigger. It's like, no, it won't just change it and it'll just have just a rev the, trigger. Just pull the trigger. Just just pull 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 all the triggers. Uh, <laughs> so there shouldn't be an issue in terms of customizability. Uh, and then I have a power distribution board. So it's like the MOSFET that runs a solenoid. There's another MOSFET that's served as a basically a high current switch for the ESCs and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, it's cool. I already messed up uh, I messed up the PCB. There is already like uh, there's like one thing that needs to change on the PCB, <laughs> but oh, no. it's it's easy to it's easy to switch like hardware wise. So the PCBs are still good, but okay, yeah, yeah, because I assume they came from China. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, so... Hopefully, Corona or not. I'm not. I haven't keeled over yet. But <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I wiped my my new talons that came in uh, down really good when I opened up the package. <laughs> We're rolling this together, bud. Yeah. Let's take a huff of the PCB. So if you got it, we all got it. You smell that sweet, sweet pangolin dust Just or whatever. Like pangolin scale. Apparently they eat them. They eat PCBs? No, or probably pangolins. So what what's your what's your end goal for this? Is it is it you're gonna put the designs out there and let people do it for themselves? Are you gonna try and sell them? Or? So uh it's it's weird. I, I'm I'm weirdly stingy in some ways because it's like I have a spreadsheet that dictates my life finances, and if I get into a new hobby, I try and figure out some little thing that I can do or sell to like break even on the hobby. Uh, and I did a lot of thinking about this. Um, so essentially, my goal is, is software is going to be open source and hardware is going to be Creative Commons license, um, and anybody's just going to be able to build this thing. I'll have PCBs available probably on an Etsy store, maybe full electronics kits. Okay. Uh, I will probably also try and I'll try and pitch a few off. Uh, I'll try and like, hey, you like touch screens? You know, you want you want you want some? Yeah, you want a you want a blaster hit? You know. Uh, Generally, what I find people do is they'll sell a hardware kit, but then you can also pay them to just build it for you. Yeah, I, so that, I would. That's probably the easiest. Yeah, thing. I just and and I think oh, I know from discussions that I've had with Project FDL. When they when they made the three open source, they went from making a lot of full blasters to selling a lot of kits. So yeah. um, I guess if you're going to start off selling the kits, just be careful about about how vested you get in setup to make full blasters. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I forget I, because printers get more and more common every day. It's very it's very true. Um, so it's like there's got to be some degree of overhead on like the hardware kits and stuff. And it's like I don't particularly want to be huffing solder fumes like 20 hours a week soldering PCBs by hand. So uh, like getting your PCBs basically pre-soldered, all the components pre-populated is going to be the key in terms of like not dying young or having <laughs> to get a really good ventilation system. Going crazy. Um, yeah, that too. Yeah, and I I, I don't know. I made the comment earlier that um, I looked at all of these really cool, like really good designers, like uh, Heath Heal with his MHP stuff, and uh, you know the Spring Thunder and all of that. And it's it's like a the blaster world in terms of selling is a game of scale, right? Uh, so it's like yeah, you can open source design and stuff, uh, and some people will print it, and maybe a lot of people will print it, like the Caliburn. But like slugs built over or sold over a thousand Caliburn hardware kits, right? It's like there's a reason why the Caliburn is so popular. There's a reason why the FDL is so popular is because these content creators uh, are providing a way for people to acquire the item and not just, you know, print it. Because it's like if I like I'm going to Murph in a few, I guess in about a month or whatever, and I'm excited to meet Jesse and Jackie. Uh, and I, I imagine they're going to have a table full of FDLs, and it will be very difficult uh, to not grab grab one by the handful or grab all of them by the handful and be like, well, uh, let me mortgage my house and uh, and have all these blasters because uh, it's cool. Like you see them in person, and 
it's it's amazing, right? Um, but if you just see like the Thingiverse ad and Thingiverse is down and you can't download half the STLs, uh, or if it's something like the Spring Thunder, uh, which is a really great design, but the bottleneck in terms of proliferation of that design is hardware kits, right? Nobody can really easily go out and just build uh, a Spring Thunder, right? Like Harrison Liu gets like the transfer rods or whatever are uh, laser cut and he does some machining and post-processing on those. And it's just like, like he bends the springs out of music wire and stuff. And it's like, you know, nobody's going to do that. You're going to buy a kit from him. Uh, but as a result, when he sells out, it's a month or two before he right. has enough stuff to right. make like 15 or 20 hardware kits, right? Um, I don't know. That, that was my spiel. So the idea is to have hardware kits and full blasters at some point uh, and proliferate the design. I want to see people use it, right? I'm not trying to like... You know, I'm I'm not trying to threaten anybody in the community. I I'm actually very inspired by all of the just very very creative and wonderful people in the community, uh, and that's what basically motivated me to do this. You know, you put out some images and people are like, wow, when can I, like, print that or download that? Um, and that's like, oh, somebody actually wants this plastic turd. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. That's that's my two cents, I guess. That's cool. I, uh, you know, I, I saw this and I immediately thought, I was like, that would be the perfect sidearm, perfect complement to my FDL. Because um, right now I run a hammer shot, which he just handed me one, and it is very similar in size comparison to a hammer shot. Um, the handle, you know, if you, if you put the handles in the same spot so that the screen comes back a little bit further than the hammer does, and then the barrel of the bliss sticks out maybe three quarters of an inch past the uh the rotation arm of the hammer shot so it's very similar in size and this is the version two i'm talking about which is the black and gold one that you'll see on our instagram um but that would fit very much into the same spot in my loadout um and it this that would um like finalize the the one linchpin thing that i always recommend is uh cross compatibility i always tell people uh, when I'm talking about basics for HVZ is, you know, don't cross ammo types, you know, don't have a, a primary that's uh, elite darts and a secondary that's rival. So that's why I always ran my hammer shot. But if I had something like this as a secondary, now all of the Talon mags that I have loaded up for my FDL are also compatible with this. So if the FDL jams or whatever, I can draw this and continue using my mags, or if I need to do a wield because it's going to get hot and heavy or whatever. So that's what I saw when I saw the black and gold one. Now the, the blue and white one, because it, it you did you know, up the size for the battery and for the um, um, the motor cage. Um, you know that's it, it. That one is almost strife form factor. It, it just those few extra millimeters. Um, now you mentioned a pistol version. What's your What's your thought there? Yeah. So uh, my little mind hamsters are squeaking off their wheels hearing your feedback on this. And uh, the pistol came about as like after uh, effectively both of my flywheel the world pistols toward kind of took a dump on me. Um, and it's like uh, you know what the pistol game is kind of hot right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mean we just got the rival version of the grass snake or whatever, the desert snake or lizard, or I don't know, whatever it is, with the proprietary rival mags and stuff. Um, but yeah, like a, a brushless pistol um, would be kind of a cool item, I, I think. I think you'd be the first person into that game. Yeah, well, so there's a lot of people that have um, brushless uh, conversions on stuff, right? But... Uh, I don't know. I've tossed around the idea of using some flywheel of world flywheels uh, for it, and it's like uh, I don't know. You got to spec the right motors and stuff. Uh, maybe I can get with Fedorst and uh, uh, figure out something like that. But uh, even Tim, as you said, like yeah. So the version two is basically the size of a hammer shot. Uh, it would be very easy. So the reason why I got bigger is due to battery constraints and that sort of thing. Right. Um, so it's like. Yeah, maybe if I just threw, um, you know, some Fang revamps in it and made a brushed version that was still yeah. solenoid powered, uh, I can make a little, a quick little amplifier circuit so that the solenoid gets the voltage and current that it needs to cycle reliably. It'll still be touchscreen, uh, 
just the thing you'd have to change is you'd either have I'd either have to come up with an ESC for brushed motor control uh, or realistically you just change your battery or spec the blaster how you want it mm-hmm. to shoot right uh, and but that's easy like I don't have to worry about tuning brushless motors just put a free and rev trigger on it and yeah let it rip well, I can't wait to see where it, where it goes next because uh, this is uh, it's a gorgeous thing to to see in hand I'm, I'm hoping uh, that you'll have uh, functioning versions for end war so we can you know be on the ground with you and see how well you do with it yeah yeah that i mean that's the idea like when i go to murph in a month it's like i plan to have probably a version three and a half or a version four uh and i told jesse and jackie give me your thoughts like some i plan to go to their table and like hand him a blaster and a beer and be like tell me a beer for your time a beer for your thoughts um but but yeah, hundred percent. I plan to go to End War with uh, whatever version I end up cooking up uh, in the next what three months, four months. Uh, it's March, so April, May, June. So yeah, three months ish. Three months. Three and a half. So I, I essentially started working on this over Christmas break. Um, so okay. this is a little over two months in. Wow. Um, wow. Well, so you've got a lot to show in two months. Yeah, it's just uh, my idle mind. Hmm. Um, so hopefully. Uh, I emerge on the other side victorious, and somebody likes it. <laughs> well, we're definitely fans already, so right, Tom? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm kind of sad that I can't use it. I'd love to try it. Yeah, I know. They're pretty nice blasters. I like them. Well, are, I mean, are you going to be an Endor? Or? Yeah, he'll be there. Oh. We'll get to see it then. Of course. Oh, there you that's go. months and months away. So organize it. just a... means that I get to try the best version. That's yeah. true. Or, you know, come up to Z13 in May. Um, that is a real possibility. Did you guys pick a date? By the- well, no. we'll talk about it later. Yeah. But yeah, the next Z13 will be in May at some point, which will make yeah. it a end war prep. So. That's uh, that's about the right time for when I want to come up anyway. So. Yay. Yay. All right. Well, we have uh, gone long this time, so let's yeah. uh, <laughs> let's do some quick shout outs and, and we'll Dang, stick a pin in this so one. There's so much more to talk about. I know. Uh, I'm going to shout out Tim for stealing me a can of FDL beans. <laughs> and uh, remember, guys. You're going to make me put that at the end now. I'm going to have to edit your shout out to the end. What? Because I said hashtag free stuff? Yes. Cause should, that... I, should I just stop saying hashtag free stuff uh, then? No, but you should say it at the end. Say what? Hashtag free stuff? Oh, God. I mean, the more you say it, the more it happens. Right? Wait, wait, Eric. What am I saying more? Hashtag free stuff? Is just, that what I should be saying just, more? All right. So w- what's the command to enter in a tone? Um, it's you, So first you put a hashtag and then you put in free stuff. Free stuff. All right. Uh, my so. shout out goes to my little guy Milo, who turned eight today, and uh, Yay, was Milo! very cool about um, the fact that I had set up an interview on his birthday. Oh, oh no! So, <laughs> I feel so, bad. Eh, no, don't. Our our uh, his party's on Saturday. We're going to play laser tag. Uh, oh. All all he really wanted today was Little Caesars. So <laughs> really, yeah. So um, kid's a champ. Well, yeah. that's easy. easy yeah, just that's hot. That's hot and or... ready. Yeah, good deal. He gets a bigger yeah. present for being easy. Yeah. Uh, Eric, shout out. Um, uh, shout out to everybody who came out to the last weekend because that's really all I've done. Um, you broke up well, for a and, second uh, to everybody. Who okay, won. I'll do it again. Shout out to everyone at the uh, ADL tournament. You ah. guys were awesome. So it was really cool to see everybody and yeah, meet that new was, people. That was a great experience. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I'd love to talk about it more. Shout out to the city of Greenville. Not that they're listening, <laughs> but uh, you know, good conversation. And they're thinking and still moving along on that. So exciting! Adam, you get to do a shout out too. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Uh, ooh man. I, maybe there's uh, quite a few here. Uh, I think I I messaged him on January 25th, uh, and I had no idea uh, who he was. He just seemed active on the, the SDNC or whatever. Little did uh, you know he's one of the admins. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so what is this like nerf stuff about? And then we started talking. So it's, it's been Sick, dude, I don't know. Uh, I a month up. and a couple of weeks, uh, since then. But, uh, you know, Tim, Tom, uh, Eric, like you guys, uh, for building this community up here. Uh, and fortunately I'm, I'm very close to all of the, the Detroit nerf stuff. Um, so shout out to you guys. And this podcast is really entertaining. I've listened to a whole bunch of episodes. Oh, really glad you enjoy it. Uh, Sorry, I, I'm biased, but I like it better than foam gas rate. Haha! Take but, that, Ben. Uh, ben listens. Ben, to all ben will hear that. Oh, we'll good. Hear that. Good. Ben will hear that. <laughs> well, if Ben, uh, in case you want to, in case you want to yell at him, his Discord is AG 4 uh, ah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. 
well, if you want to have me on Foamcast Radio, I'll plug myself. Uh, we can talk about no, 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 no. You're not allowed. Or not is allowed. This, uh, SDNC. Uh, yeah. Um, um, but it's okay. They're your rebound. <laughs> where where will you be uh, available if people want to find out more about this? So I we we're talking about this at some point. Uh, I don't have like a brand name uh, yet, and I will need help coming up with some sort of brand name uh, for the blaster because um, the blister be- blaster blister bl- ooh ooh that'll be the five S version <laughs> blister. Um, so. As of right now, just hit me up on Discord or uh, talk to some Detroit person and be like, hey, who's that Adam with that Nerf thing? Well, you see, his, uh, his brand name is – no, Tim, I'm, I'm going to need you to bleep right here or cut this part out. Beep so you just put a beep right there so they don't know what the brand name is. It's going to sound really It would be pretty cool. No, he can just cut this part out. The part that we're – the part we're saying right here, you need to cut this part out specifically. cutting this all out. Hashtag free stuff. Is it the end of the episode yet? Can I do hashtag free stuff now? Okay, guys, have a good night. Hashtag free stuff. Bye. You can stop recording now. Or you can keep that in if you want. That can be the outro. You know what your hashtag oh. free stuff is going to be? It's going to be a fist to the face. But not for me. Have a good night, guys. Oh, wow, the coronavirus has uh, turned into two different strains. That's not great. Democratic and Republican?